Hi, I'm Krishna. Welcome to the Unthinking Podcast. Hello, Unthinkers. In today's podcast, we will delve into the science of setting up an organization structure. So, let us jump right into it. How does products get successfully delivered? By the team members who worked on it, of course. You may think what a stupid, trivial and impertinent question it is. The truth is, teams aren't a set of people randomly grouped based on skill sets. To build a product, you would need multiple teams coming together, building independently and then integrating and releasing together. Successful teams don't just happen. They are formed through careful deliberation. Now, if you are tasked as the CXO to start with a clean slate and set up a team structure in an organization of 200 engineers, how would you go about it? Sit back and think deeply. We often take organization structure for granted. Most people have got into an organization which has an established structure and you work along the existing guardrails. So, coming back to the 200 headstrong engineers, how many teams would you have? Just one team of 200 engineers? Surely no. How would you differentiate responsibilities on who builds which part of the system? So, shall we split into 20 teams of 10 members? Because somewhere you have read about the magic Dunbar number? Huh. But we still have the same problem that we faced with the 200 engineers in one team. So, this too doesn't solve the problem. So, let's just take a step back and consider. What principles should we consider while defining the team structure? Let's take a leaf from good software architecture and apply them to team structure. The team that we form should have high cohesion. That's a fancy way of saying group related things together. The teams should have loose coupling. This means we need a structure where everyone needn't have to talk to everyone else. There should be clear boundaries and as little communication as necessary for each team to produce their work. The cognitive load on the team should not be high. Cognitive load is the amount of working memory a team needs. Consider it similar to a RAM. Fine, so what framework can you apply to decide on the team structure? Hey, wait a minute, are there multiple frameworks? If you have done your PMP, you would be familiar with these team structures. Functional structure, projectile structure, and metric structure. Let's quickly understand them before looking into software specific structures. The functional structure is commonly found in traditional as well as many new age organizations. Here, you group based on areas of specializations that is finance, sales and marketing, development, QA, etc. Most communications happen within each function. 
In the projectile structure, you organize the whole company based on projects. Once a project is over, people are assigned to another project. The communication in this structure is primarily within each project. In the matrix structure, it is a combination of functional and projectile structure. In this type of structure, the team members report to the functional manager as well as to the project manager. The communication happens at both levels. Based on who has more control, that is the functional manager or the project manager, matrix is divided into the following three structures. The strong matrix, here the control remains with the project manager. The weak matrix, where the control remains with the functional manager and the balance metrics where the control is balanced between the project and functional manager. Now let us take a break and then we will talk about Conway's law. If you haven't subscribed to my podcast, please do so, be it on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast from. And if you want to get in touch with me, then reach me at unthinking.org or tweet at unthinking.org. Welcome back. Now, does a organization structure influence teams? Conway's law throws light into this. As per Conway's law, the organizational design will prevail over the software design. What this means is, the software's architecture will mimic the organization architecture. You would find software boundaries around the teams that you have formed. So rather than the most optimal architecture, you would find teams defining architecture to suit their team structure. Conway advises us that we need to understand what software architecture is needed before we organize our teams. So how should a software team look like? As per the authors of Team Topology, they suggest four types of team structures considering the cognitive load for a team as well as reducing the load on communications. One is the stream-aligned teams. Second is the platform teams. The third is the complicated subsystems. And the fourth is the enabling teams. Now, let us look into each of them one by one. A stream-aligned team is a focused team which is working on delivering a product or a service or a feature. Their main focus is in building something meaningful and releasing it as quickly as possible to the market. The other three teams work towards reducing the load on the stream-aligned teams. A platform team is focused on building capabilities which the stream-aligned team can use and reuse. Therefore, any common capability that may be needed as part of your product or products would be a good candidate. Identifying and building the right set of services for a platform will help the organization save cost in the long run as well as speed up deliveries of stream-aligned teams. Complicated subsystem teams are those teams which require specialized knowledge. The goal for a complicated subsystem team is to reduce the cognitive load on the stream-aligned teams when their services need to be used. 
enabling teams are specialists in an area who help in bridging the capability gap. The goal of this team is to guide the stream-aligned teams and eventually make the stream-aligned teams self-sufficient. After listening to this podcast, you should be in a fair position on understanding what aspects need to be considered when defining an organization structure, as well as some of the frameworks that are available. I will separately discuss the different team interaction modes in a separate podcast. If you would like to dive in deeper, you ouch to read Team Topologies. I will leave a link to this book in the description. If you like this podcast, do comment and share. And if you haven't signed up to my podcast yet, please do so. Thank you for listening in. If you like my podcast, do share it among your friends and family. That goes a long way in motivating me to continue with new episodes. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. You can reach me on my website unthinking.org.